This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Los Angeles, 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode two, The Case of the Libertine Bell. How which, are you not dying right now? This is your favorite <laughs> I'm episode. Dying, which aired on September 28th, 1991, is the one with the murder mystery weekend. Oh my God. Carrie has not stopped talking about this, guys. Yeah. I mean, Obsessed. I've been I've been waiting since we started this podcast. Yes, for for some odd years well, ago. And because of that, because this is such this is your favorite episode, and this is such a special episode that fans know. Like this is one of the biggest episodes of the Golden Girls that people reference. Yes. It is huge. Um, we had to have. We knew we had to go all out for this episode. Like we had to have. A special guest. Yeah, you guys know like how serious I am about the accuracy of details on the show with regard to the real world. So Mm -hmm. I knew when we got to the murder mystery episode where there are some investigations going on that we really wanted to get an expert. We wanted to get an expert and not just like, you know, someone who plays an expert on TV. We're Mm -hmm. talking like someone who actually has like arrested murderers. Yes, which is why we have... Today on the show. Oh, my God. Retired FBI profiler. Yes. Former New York City prosecutor. Yes. Writer-producer on CBS's Criminal Minds. Oh, my God. And one of the hosts of the podcast's Real Crime Profile and Best Case, Worst Case, (gasps) Jim Clemente. Welcome, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, Jim. And I should also say, Jim, a close personal friend. Bragger. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I will brag about that because I, I constantly am like, Jim, take me on a murder investigation. And he still has not done it. Well, one day you could possibly be the victim and I could. We could do that. I could investigate your case. Yes. Oh, but then I would. <laughs> wait, wait, I would have to be dead. No, let's like we should just like fake a death of someone and then act like we're investigating it. Get real famous from it. Do a documentary and then they prove it false. And then we get famous for another reason. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay. You know what, though? That's Why fine. don't we start with the case of the Libertine Bell? That Why might don't we work. start we small? We could start with that. And well, first, let's talk to Jim. Let's, Jim. So, uh, are you a fan of the Golden Girls? Like, do you have a history with the Golden Girls? I can't say that I do have a history with the Golden yeah. Girls. I am aware that it was a long running series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Maude was a big part of it. Yes. And I have seen a number of episodes over the years. Mm-hmm. But. When you asked me to watch season seven, episode two, (laughs) the case of the Libertine Bell, I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I've never seen this one before. I literally texted him being like, this episode, (laughs) get Hulu now. 
There you go. Yeah. And it worked out well. I mean, the thing is, like, you aren't here in a Golden Girls capacity. We needed an expert for this episode. So that's you why. Need, yeah. You're, you're, you're here to help me dig deep yeah. on some of my questions about the investigations into the murders of Giles Forsyth and Kendall Nesmith. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because I can't ever claim to be an expert on the Golden Girls. But you can claim to be an expert on dead people. There you go. (laughs) Yes. Now, Jim... I suppose that's true. Where does the case of the Libertine Bell fall on the scale of complex, hard-to-crack investigations that you've witnessed over your career? Is it comparable to what you've done? Well... First of all, there were two cases in that yes. episode. So I guess you're talking about the first one. We're yeah. talking about both. Both. both they're very similar. But they're they're not actually. But, oh. <laughs> uh, one was done in public and one was not done in public. But oh, that's a big difference? Yes, it's a major difference yes. when you have witnesses. But the lights went out. No one saw it. Well, well. <laughs> that's debatable. But anyway, let's, let's back up. So I have to take them separately because they're not the same to me Great. at all. Okay. So when we talk about the first one. Yeah. Giles Forsyth. Yeah. Giles Forsyth, who's sitting there at a table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behind which is the maitre d'. Yeah. Not, not, not the a, butler. Not the butler. Not the, not butler. the butler. We learned that because of plant and yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the camera pans over to the waiter who's rolling out the, the cake yes. right, for the birthday. And the lights go out for... I don't know. Two seconds. Three, maybe. Yeah. Two or three seconds. Which is, is it enough time to murder someone? You hear an ah, you hear a bang, and the lights come back on. But is that enough time to murder someone? Well, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Fact <laughs> is that it is physically impossible for that crime to have occurred in that space, oh. in that place, in that time. Why? How? Well, because... Do you want to go through the whole thing at yes. this point? Yes, oh, we do. Okay. I didn't know I mean, we wanted we usually, to jump right in. Usually we like set up the how they got there. Maybe we should do that and then get to that. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll set, because this, the, sure. the opening part's boring for you because you'll be like, oh, they're around the kitchen okay. table or whatever. But maybe not. Maybe that was maybe that offers clues, you know? It didn't. It didn't. Okay. No, totally didn't. Well, the episode starts... With uh, Blanche is in charge of selecting the activity for the museum's annual outing. She works at an art gallery, Jim. Good for her. She works yeah. at a museum. Well, it's, it has art, though. Sure, but a museum and an art gallery are two yeah. different things. That's true. Just like a murder in public and a murder in <laughs> private are two <laughs> different things. Yes. Uh, just a thought. Just like homicide and murder are I two different a, things. I could be a detective. That's correct. Which I learned from Jim. Murder is intent. Homicide is the death of a person... I'm just saying. Well, who, responsible, wait. a person who kills another person... Is homicide. Is homicide. If there's intent to kill, it's murder, correct? Well, if... No, if it's a criminal act, it's murder. In other words, there's intent to kill when somebody pulls the lever on an electric chair. Sure, you're right. It's not murder, it's homicide. You're right. There's intent to kill when somebody pulls the trigger in a war. Yeah. It's a homicide, but it's not murder. But you have to, it has to be a criminal act. In other words, it has to be intentionally killing somebody unlawfully for it to be murder. You know what else was so criminal <laughs> in this episode? Blanche's outfits. 
I mean, she was on point this entire episode. <laughs> Criminal. They I were like say, pointed skirts and stuff. This is probably not the place to have that conversation. Blan- I will say though, Blanche's dress uh, for the night of the, the murder mystery with yeah. Giles. The green thing? The, no, the black one oh, with yeah. the purple frilly top. Was good. It was very, it was something I feel like Sue Ellen would have designed and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead for her fashion show. Interesting. Yeah. I have wow. no idea what you're talking about, but <laughs> I did notice that Blanche had kind of a, a nice jewelry thing yes. hanging around her neck yes. and I thought she was very very Svelte. done up yeah yeah mm-hmm. I thought well is everybody coming to this dinner in character of some sort because they did seem very overdressed I mean Rose was dressed for the Oscars Betty yeah. White's gold sparkly I mean she looked gorgeous she looked good she was dressed but that's to go would, to a red carpet award that's show. how they would normally dress if they were like leaving the house Got you know it. what I mean like going to an event or something because it was a, it was a big yes <laughs> <laughs> it was a big thing it was a big deal for them to be going but so okay I want to ask about Dorothy's love of true crime and her like reading all the books and everything she loved Raymond Chandler and yes. Dashiell Hammett, now, who both wrote detective novels. You like Dorothy's reaction to this weekend is very similar to Carrie's reaction to when I told her you and I were very close personal <laughs> friends. In that, like, you probably get people coming up to you who are like super into like death and stuff. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. So if Dorothy came up to you, because Dorothy would know who you are. If Dorothy was alive today. Oh, Dorothy she, would definitely listen to Jim's podcast. She would listen to your podcast. She would read your book. She would be all about, you know, the, the your shows, like everything. She would be about you. How would you handle Dorothy freaking out on you? Well, it depends what you mean by freaking out. I mean, if she came and said she loved this stuff and she wanted to have an intelligent conversation about it, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to. As long as she understood, for me, it's not just entertainment. I yeah. Mean, did in the real world, the real victims, real families who survived. Yeah. There's a lot of extra emotional weight that comes with that kind of stuff and responsibility when you talk about it. Well, Dorothy was married to a man named Stan for 27 years and he left her for a younger woman. So she also knows pain and trauma mm. and, uh, and perseverance. This is true. Yeah. Is that how they all ended up together in the same house? Sort of, but not all the same way. Rose's husband, Charlie, died, and um, so did Blanche's husband, Carl. Stan left Dorothy, and Sophia's home burnt down, but not because they thought it was her fault. We learned this in the last episode, but it was actually a hot plate left on because they were making s'mores. And is it possible that we have a couple of Black Widow murders that went on there? Ooh. Ooh. But you know what? It's, it didn't burn down because she was making s'mores. Remember? That's just what they led her to believe. Oh, that's right. It was because of the... Why did it happen? It was, like, remember, the, the fire marshal guy got, was, oh, was, he was in on it. He was right. in on the take. That's remember, right. Rose I was smart. That. Yeah. All right. That was another criminal thing we could have brought Jim in okay. for. So, so if we go true. back to the actual murder, the first so, murder. The first murder. So yes, we're back to the Maltese you asked me yes. about, Falcon Club. All right. But yes. you asked me about whether or not that was a difficult murder to solve. Yeah. Do you, how do you think Dorothy did it? Did you do a good job? Well, I thought it was great. Under the circumstances, that was great yeah. because, you know, she she looked at some forensic evidence. She looked at some behavioral evidence. Mm. She thought about why somebody would use what type of weapon and so forth. So I thought that was good. Oh, wait, but what I... was ridiculous and what made it unusual is that usually when you're trying to solve a murder, both the victims and the offenders aren't sitting at the same table. Oh, really? When the lights come up. Yeah. Sorry. It was a little easy because oh. clearly it was a little 
difficult for other people to go across them and yeah. commit the crime and so forth. That's what I thought about as well. The lights go down for two seconds. There's a gunshot. You have two murders that happened in two seconds, and the only people who could have done it were the people that were sitting at the table with them. Right. Yes. Do you think her using Sophia for the reenactment with the butter knife to Sophia's That's later. Neck? Or is that no? That's later. Oh, yeah, right. that's later, later in the episode. You're, you're jumping too far ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's actually in this one. This is the one. Well, but it's like later. Is it the first one or the second? It's the first one. It's the first one. No, it was the first one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she says, but yeah, she, no, when, she did. When, she put the butter knife to Sophia's neck in the first one. And then it. Sophia goes, not part of the show, people, not part of the show. That's um, a great moment. Do you, like, if you were doing that, like, if you were in that situation and you had an available person to demonstrate um, how the murder happened, a, would you use me, and B, would you even do it? Well, first of all, you don't typically solve murders in front of a crowd. But if you had, I had to. I had, that, you, I had that uh, note, too, about Lieutenant Alvarez later, but yes. I'll get into that later. Right. It was a little ridiculous. But other than that, I mean, if you're going to do a demonstration, particularly in one of these murders over yeah. dinner kind of thing, I think that's fair to would do Would you it. use your mother? Well, I think, I think she had a very... Real Natural. reason for wanting to use her mother because she actually wanted to kill her mother, and it was great that she's spouting out statistics and yeah. she's saying about you know about whether or not a woman is more likely to kill a father mm-hmm. or a son. Is Although more mothers likely. often kill their daughter, oh, right? Was that is that a, a correct statistic? That, I believe it is. That I patricide is. is often committed by a son. Yes. Really? Why do you think that is? Well, well didn't you see it's the Menendez statistic. brothers. I mean, come on. I did like her line when, and tell me if this is, like, if you would have used the same sort of breakdown. Um, When a 22-year-old woman marries an 88-year-old man, chances are she's not after his body. Would you use that as a way of... Ruling out people? Ruling out people. Sure, that's behavioral Mm -hmm. assessment. That's that's definitely profiling. And I agree completely. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny because I think she kind of laughed you know, yeah. out of character at yeah. that moment. Yeah. And, and I thought that was cute. Yeah. 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 I, um, I did notice for the, the super golden girls fans, uh, the woman who, when Rose is trying to figure out which people are actors and who's mm-hmm. real people, mm-hmm. the woman that she asks, you know, how's the coffee? And the woman's like terrific. And she's like actor. That woman, I believe is wearing the same dress that Rose wore in the dancing competition oh, where she had a stunt double. I'm just saying. I found there were a, there were a lot of little Golden Girls Easter eggs in this Whoa. outfit in this uh, episode. Investigator, also, right here. also guys, a guy. We meet a little bit later, Detective Spade Marlowe, mm-hmm. who's wearing the same tie, that weird, colorful tie that Mel Bushman wore. Oh, yeah. in the episode Melodrama, where yeah. Blanche thought he was dead. Interesting. Oh, a lot just of dead people. She could episodes. be a profiler. You should you should tap her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> So but, Giles Forsyth is murdered. Okay, so wait. But so before we get to like that's that's the boss, right? I confuse the names. No, Giles Forsyth is it, this is part of the, the rich show, guy. the rich the, guy. The 88-year-old. Right. Yes. So here's the impossibility. The way that Blanche laid it out. Blanche, right? Am mm-hmm. I right? Oh no, Rose or, or Dorothy. Dorothy, Dorothy laid sorry. it out. The way yeah. that Dorothy laid it out yeah. was that the daughter, mm-hmm. knowing that the son mm-hmm. collected antiquities, used an antique knife to slash the throat of the the girlfriend, or yeah. excuse me, the, the 22-year-old. The 22-year-old yes. wife. Right, named Candy. Yeah. And the son 
shot. So it would look like the son had done yeah. the stabbing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the son shot the father yeah. and put the gun in the daughter's bag so yeah. it would look like she shot the father. Remarkably swiftly. No. Very <laughs> swiftly. And they would have had to cross paths with each other uh-huh. in those two seconds, do both of those crimes simultaneously, and deposit the weapons where they were deposited... And that didn't happen. So you're saying it could happen, though? No, I'm saying it couldn't happen, not in that time frame, not in those set of circumstances. And how foolish would it have been to have done that mm-hmm. right in front of everybody? And right. if, if you were there, you probably would have just walked up to the 22-year-old with the slash throat and just like, you're not dead, and like took it off. Um, probably not. Uh, not. I wouldn't want to ruin you're it. You're an actor. I have I... done one of those <gasps> have you? murder mystery dinners. Yes. At Maggiano's, it was fun. Oh, that is fun! I love that but place too. White, you know, it was easy. Was it? Did you well, wear, it was did easy for you. I sat back and kind of smiled a lot. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was great. That's awesome. Now, yeah. I wonder hmm. for these actors, right? Because there seems to be no rhyme or reason of how the game works. There are no rules. People are just kind of allowed to stand up and posit their theories about what they think happened. Mm-hmm. Now, if it if it were to take people like a few hours, are these actors really just meant to sit there pretending to be dead? Yeah. Like, what if one of them has to go to the bathroom? You'd they, think that they would like wheel the bodies away so that the actors could well wouldn't be stuck yeah, sitting there. Yeah, there's no water or anything. Plus, if you if you noticed, the major D was actually standing right behind the dead couple. Yeah. Um, the whole time. So mm-hmm. again, another impossibility. The the actors who were supposed to have killed them would have mm-hmm. had to have been up, at least one of them would have had to have been up and behind yeah. the female victim. Correct. And that's where the maitre d' was standing. Mm-hmm. So, And after, like, a body dies, like, don't they make after noises? After a body dies? Yeah. Doesn't the body, Do you- like, make noises and stuff? Well, sometimes it can. Like, so wouldn't, like, wouldn't it be natural for, like, a body to, like, emit gas? Yes, all the muscles yeah. re- relax, so yeah. it emits a lot so of like things. So, like midway through Dorothy's speech, you'd hear a fart or something. <laughs> well, if they were, if they uh, really wanted to, like, really be accurate with, but no, let's talk Wouldn't about Detective be? Spade. That's true, well, there'd be more blood than just a little blood slice, exactly. slice across no, her yes. neck. This is a legitimate, and there thing. would be, you know. <laughs> Bullets can travel through skulls yeah. and out the other side and kill other people. I mean, but <gasps> nobody else was hurt. Nobody else was hurt. Like with the JFK thingy. Mm-hmm. The bullet went to the driver, right? Not the driver, but the guy who was sitting next to the driver. Yeah, that's weird how it went up and over. That's a conspiracy. So Detective Spade Marlowe, who I I love, and I know Sophia loves him because when he's talking, she's like, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but does anybody else like me think the hat's a little precious because he's got the long coat on? Um, and Sophia's all, like, she is looking at that it's cake. It's definitely not precious. I have about 35 of those hats, and I think they're amazing, and they're a necessary tool if you're going to actually investigate something. Now, his name comes from, so his name is Spade Marlowe. Um, uh, a protagonist in a Raymond Chandler detective novel, a detective protagonist was Philip Marlowe. And in a Dashiell Hammett book, uh, his detective was Sam Spade. So that's where we get Mm. uh, Spade Marlowe from. Um, Now, Jim, I wanted to ask you, as a, he's a detective, he picks up, He's a private investigator, actually. P.I. Oh, I thought he... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. He's the P.I. that they uh, had on retainer. You're Mm -hmm. right. Thank you. Um, 
He picks up the, the, the bloody dagger with a hanky. Right, holding the bloody side of it. Holding the bloody side of it, and then he drops it on the floor in another spot a moment later. Now, is that the right way to pick up a murder weapon with DNA of the no. victim, potentially DNA of the murderer on it? And is that how they did it with the O.J. Simpson case? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened in the O.J. case. So, yeah, yeah it's called contaminating the evidence. And if you want to see a perfect example of that, look at the murder of Meredith Kircher in Italy, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they tried to blame on Amanda Knox. Yes. Wrongfully. Which is a great documentary on Netflix. It is, yeah. actually. So mm-hmm. the fact is that you don't just pick up evidence like that. What you do is you seize the scene... Right, you control it. Mm-hmm. You call in the medical examiner to take the bodies, the bodies away, and you interview every one of the witnesses, which is separately. Everyone separately. In that room. Jim, I have to tell you, I wanted to pitch to you, and I'm just going to do it right now. <gasps> how I think they should have handled the murder of Kendall Nesmith. And uh, this is how I think they should have handled the investigation. One, I wrote, seal off the crime scene. Two, Separate the witnesses and question them separately. Mm-hmm. Three, door-to-door canvas of the hotel interviewing more potential witnesses while seeing if there are any security cameras. Okay. I don't okay. know if you need to get into victimology at this point, but we do know that a particular victim is chosen at a particular time in a particular place for a reason mm-hmm. and that you need to determine whether that person was at high risk or low risk for being the victim of a murder. None of that sounds sexy. <laughs> Well, it can be if you're knocking on the right person's door, I guess. (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. What do you know? Take off your pants. (laughs) Well, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking. But anyway, (laughs) the fact is that that is correct. Um, But this is a little bit of a hybrid situation in which it's sort of a closed scene. In other words, nobody came and left. Mm -hmm. So you know that the murderers Mm -hmm. are right there if it's a murder. (gasps) Wait, what could it not be? What else could it be? They're what dead. What if it was a suicide? <gasps> or a murder-suicide. <gasps> could have been. <laughs> you should see your face right now. I can't. It's my face. I will say I was <laughs> incredibly impressed with not only... Dorothy. With, with Dorothy and just the writing. With, with Dorothy's... Uh, Dorothy's solving of the crime. Her observations mm-hmm. of, of noticing that... Uh, that um, what's-her-face was right-handed. She mm-hmm, was like, if I'm right-handed, mm-hmm. I would slash left to right. The murder yeah. weapon was dropped to the left. We can deduce the murder's left-handed. And also, we noticed that Gloria, like most left-handed people, wears her wristwatch on her right wrist. Mm. I thought that that was very... Do you I, think Dorothy... I thought that was, really, like, that was really great work that she did there. Like, I know, like, you and Laura Richards have an amazing sort of, like, case, like the case of uh, Jean Benet. Incredible, incredible documentary on CBS and there's a new one coming up as well right we, yeah in March we'll okay, have great. the next I don't know if we could like it. say it yeah we can say it uh, it'll be on oxygen this year it's gonna be great I'm so excited but do you think that you and Laura would add um, Dorothy if like do you think she would be capable to match what you guys how smart you guys are well I have to tell you she's dead burst any bubbles or anything but I think that was the writers of the script no B. Arthur was very good at it she was very good. She did it all herself. It was all I'd live. But can you imagine you, Laura, and Dorothy Spornak solving <laughs> crimes? I would die. Yeah, well, we wouldn't want that to happen. 
I do love Laura Richards. She's very sweet. I do too. Yeah. I could listen to her talk yeah. all day. Yeah. She came to my bar mitzvah. You were out of the country. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was he you, but you were gonna come. I was, yes. but I was out of the country. You came to my bar mitzvah. Too. I did, I did. There was no death at my bar mitzvah, I except did. for my Christian death. So <laughs> Really? Is that a death really? Well yeah, you get rid of it. Bye. Jewish now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the moment when Kendall Nesmith is quote unquote murdered. Yes. Oh yeah, in the room. In the room, in the room. I will say Blanche's How did she not yellow notice nightgown? Him? I don't I mean, she was just walking to the door. Her nightgown again, flows so much it was dead, probably just in front of her if face. If a dead and body is, is laying there farting and gurgling. Did you like, notice it on the bed? I didn't. Did you? Well, no, because it's not until the waiter walks in well, that he's they. Like, <gasps> it was Blanche kind of a was tight in the shot. Room. It's all camera angles. Yeah. yeah, but she doesn't have a camera yeah, angle. Yeah, but she was focused on the door. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. However, Make it your new friend, however, says the girl who wants to break down all the details of this episode. If she was really thinking that she was going to get lucky with what's his name, Mr. Nesbitt, mm-hmm. don't you think she would have walked out and looked right at him? Yes! Exactly, because you were wanting to follow that D. She, yes, you're exactly right. Mm, a little bit of interesting, su- suspicious behavior. On interesting. That. Oh, Blanche's. Okay, all right. Blanche's. Well, maybe this is this is good because mm-hmm. I love how Rose like just immediate, like she's like knows Blanche did it. There's a there's a great line where Blanche is like, if they put me in prison, I'll be brave. I can handle it. And Rose oh, yeah. is like, Blanche, you don't understand. They'll put you in a women's prison. And yeah. she's like, oh, don't let me go. <laughs> it was oh. really funny. That was pretty funny. That was really that great. That was such a great joke. I loved that. I also loved in this scene um, where uh, Blanche is like, how can I be accused of murder? I'm a Devereaux. Things like this usually happen to people named Patrillo. And Sophia's <laughs> like, I take offense to that. No one in my family ever, ever left a body to be found. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, fun. Too. That was were... really sort of in a mafia bad thing. It was great. Way. It was yeah. so great. I love uh, it. A lot of stuff happened in Sicily. Though, knowing the situation that Blanche was found in, do you think that she would have been a suspect that would have been arrested? Absolutely. Like 100%. Like, she would have been arrested on the spot. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, I was going to ask, well, I, okay, before that. the FBI. I know. I know. That's why I'm, I'm trying to be very careful with my questions. Did you guys notice how um, everyone with authority announces themselves in their job title you in this episode? That? Like, he's like, okay, everyone. I'm private investigator Spade Marlowe. And well, then <laughs> and then the guy goes, Okay, everyone, I'm I'm Raxi, the head of hotel security. And then later the other guy's like, Okay, everyone, I'm Lieutenant Alvarez, Dade County homicide. And here's what I got. And then he tells the whole room, he tells the whole room what they're where they're at in the investigation. Yeah. But which, if you Jim, if you were if, <laughs> if you were entering a room, you would be like Yo, I'm Jim Clemente. No, I don't FBI need profiler. No, here's why you don't, you don't t- need an introduction. Here's why you don't right. tell the details of the investigation. That's is separate. Because That's separate. There's two issues here. Introducing yourself when oh, you walk gotcha. into a room. You do identify yourself, and it's not necessarily true that you say your name or anything. But if you're walking into a crime scene, there's a lot of people, and you want to mm-hmm. control them. First thing I'm going to say is FBI. Yeah, and then they get scared. Well... Just don't move. Everybody stay calm. We're going to separate the witnesses mm-hmm. and nobody touch anything. And if you have any personal belongings here, leave them here. Oh. Yeah. 
leave everything exactly as it is. Because what if somebody had it in their purse and they walk out with it and throw it in the dumpster down the street? But could they take their cell phones? No. Leave everything. All personal. Because what if they took pictures? You can't kill someone with a cell phone. You can take pictures of somebody who killed somebody with a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Could be important data. You know, you know that if they had an Amazon Alexa in the room, it's recording everything. It would have a recording of the murder. But you can't use it because I think there's like a law thing that you can't use that. I hate to say this, H. Allen, but there were TV cameras in the room (laughs) recording everything. People were told what to say. You mean it's a fourth wall? Now, I'm going to read because I had some I had some issues with this. I'm going to read what Lieutenant Alvarez said. Uh, This is what this is what he's got. This is the Mm -hmm. information he presents to everybody. The actor who played him. Do you have his name down here? Well, we, we missed something no. really important. He's a big Broadway actor. Very oh, okay. classic. determined that Mr. F- what was his name? Lieutenant Alvarez. No. Mr. Um, um, Spade Marlowe. Spade. No. Oh, Mr. Mr. Oh, the Vaxi, the head of hotel security. No, the guy the the who's victim. dead. The dead oh, one. Mr. Kendall Nesmith. Yeah. Mr. Nesbitt. How they determined that Mr. Nesbitt was dead. Mm-hmm. He wasn't farting. First of all, the mirror thing. Come on. She should have checked his pulse. Yeah. But then but then the head of hotel security came in and did check his pulse. Yeah, because Dorothy was trying to be nice. And obviously that was garbage. Yeah. But, again, not enough blood. Yeah. And he'd be farting. Why are you on this? Because it's true. A body would be making noises. Okay. Sometimes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what he's got, and then we're going to pick it apart. Okay. <laughs> and All hopefully right. people at home are still listening. What has he got? Oh, they're listening. At around 9.45 last night, this guy, pointing to the waiter, this guy went to room 405 carrying champagne and ordered by... you know who by, that guy was? The, yeah. This guy? Yeah. The, the, yes, it was, I have his name because I love him, uh, Leland Orser. Yes, yeah, And it was, was married his second to, role. Who was married to... Oh, I don't know yeah. who he's married to. He's, she was on Criminal Minds. She was a forensic linguist. She was in for two seasons. Only two? Oh, I was like, Padgett, no. Uh... Jean Triplehorn. Oh, really? Jean Triplehorn. I loved her basic <laughs> instinct. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what was his name, the actor? Um, Leland Orser. Leland, yeah. So, Leland. this was only his second role ever? His second TV credit ever. You wow. need to text him. He was in he, seven. Or text Janine he was and say, in I loved her in basic bad instinct. things. Yeah, he's had a great career. She was yeah. also oh. in that Gwyneth Paltrow movie where sliding doors. But he's, yeah, yeah but he was. was. He was in ER, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. on ER he for a bit. Great. Mm-hmm. Who wasn't ER. though? And I will say yeah. his his re- his startled reaction upon entering that hotel Very room good. and seeing a dead body. Very it realistic. Was a good, it was yeah. a good reaction. Fair. But he, he didn't drop the tray. I would, right. you know, you, that's a, that's professional. Oh, he didn't drop the tray. That's professional. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's professional, or it wasn't scripted. Oh. But uh, <laughs> but he, yeah, he was really good, and he was very handsome. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. handsome. Oh. Yeah. He was great. Okay. Uh, uh, he was admitted by Blanche Devereaux and discovered the corpse. Mm. Now, Ms. Devereaux, in this dead guy, unprofessional, had the only two keys. Forensics say that the cause of death was a stab wound inflicted by a steak knife. I'm going to stop right there. Forensics say that the cause of death was a stab wound inflicted by a steak knife. What's wrong with that? Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but the term forensics just means pertaining to law. And what he should have said was, according to the pathology report, 
which there wasn't one yet because the body was still up in the room. So an autopsy wouldn't have been done. So a cause of death wouldn't have yet been determined. Well, I don't know if the body was still up in the room because he said 945 last night, right? Yeah. yeah. What did he say? Yes, you're right. Okay. okay. I take that back. But he should have said the medical examiner. The medical examiner is who Mm -hmm. determines the cause of death and manner of death. And do you know what the difference is? Between a medical examiner and who? No, cause of death and manner of death. Details. Cause of death... Is so you could say cause of death like is the steak is, knife is the steak knife. No manner of death. So cause of death might be blunt force trauma to the head. Manner of death or or, or brain hemorrhaging or something. Cause of death nice is manner. blunt f- is is homicide or accidental is or that right? is she right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> cause of death is the thing, the medical thing yeah. that actually failed or was so like steak knife. No. no, the medical thing that actually failed, the, the medical process that actually failed that led to the death. Stabbing. So like, exsanguination. Like your heart stopped. That bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. Heart attack. Oh. Um, so we don't know. Brain aneurysm. Wait, wait, wait. Well, that's cause of death. Okay. All right. So cause of death is, let's say, uh, exsanguination due to penetrating thoracic wound what that by a steak knife. That he got stabbed in the heart. But, yes. that, but With a that, that was the. Why don't you just say stabbed? Injury. Because there, there are medical terms for this and forensic terms for this. Then. That's why people The manner of death life. is homicide, suicide, accident, natural, or undetermined. There are five manners of death that can be listed. So the thing is that forensics, when they say forensics. Mm-hmm. What they're either talking about are the forensic department mm-hmm. or, you know, forensic evidence tells us that. There's just a shortcut. Mm-hmm. But so it would be cool for him to say that, forensics. It was okay, I guess, <laughs> but it wasn't actually accurate. That's no. All. But he was putting on a role. He's, you know, I mean, fake it till you make it, you know? That's my remark. Yes, at the end of the day, none of these are real murders. These are all actors. Mm-hmm. We're giving them a pass. But you guys, and I hope nobody's getting upset with me because I'm picking this apart. You know I still love the Golden Girls, but this is something I, I like to do. It gives me enjoyment and just consider it an early birthday present to me, everybody. Well, I do have a question about the next scene when the, when the girls are in the room talking. Before we move... Oh. Last thing. What? Uh, last thing that Lieutenant Alvarez says is, given these facts, unless somebody has something else, we've got enough to make an arrest. Is that true? They do. Yes. And <clears throat> so this is when he's talking about Blanche. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And what he's talking about without saying it is, we have probable cause. Now, probable cause is yeah. simply more likely than not that the person that they want to arrest. Blanche. Has committed a crime. So they just have to have enough evidence. 51%. It's more likely than not. You can arrest anybody, can't you? Well, you have to have some credible evidence. You know, so there's levels. There's reasonable suspicion, which is way down here. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. For reasonable suspicion, all you have to know is that there's a crime that was committed. Yeah. There's, you have... You have a you have evidence that there's a crime commit, committed, and uh-huh. the person that you're detaining was in the room. No, likely committed that crime. Mm. 
And then you have probable cause, and that's sort of 51% that this person committed the crime. And then you have beyond a reasonable doubt, which is way, way, way up high. OJ. And there's no reasonable doubt that the person committed the crime, and that's for a conviction. So it's different standards for different things. So, I mean, but with Blanche, they totally had probable cause. I would say yes, they did. You would have arrested Blanche. She was in the room with the victim. She had access to the murder weapon mm-hmm. and didn't really have an alibi. How exciting would it be for you to arrest Blanche Devereaux? Well, I don't really get excited by arresting people. Even fun people? Well, I mean, I would rather just sit down and maybe have dinner and some cocktails and talk to her. You could do that at jail? No. Can't okay. do that at jail. Sorry. <laughs> I think Jim would appreciate the fact that I often like to distinguish on this podcast the difference between jail and prison oh, and the difference between a burglary and a robbery. <laughs> That's good. Because those are very this different one. things. Very different. How about, one. how about assault and battery? Oh. Do you know the difference? Ooh, I don't think I do know the okay, difference. Okay, well, here's mm. something else you could add to your repertoire. Assault is a threatened battery. Battery is actually putting your hands on somebody or touching another person like that episode where dorothy and blanche's boyfriend and he grabbed her and she goes get your hands off of me no she goes stop you're hurting me so that's that's battery that's 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 battery battery. that's battery everybody thinks assault is that but assault is a threatened battery in other words if i take an axe and i lift it up over my head and i start swinging it towards you but you don't hit us. that's an assault Mm -hmm. and once it touches you it's a battery Wow. wow yeah Dorothy really survived. She could have been a, she could have been an assaulted. So now, so Jim, you're saying they had a, they had enough to arrest Blanche. No, if they didn't, now, they didn't arrest her though. Like no, so, but they didn't. So and they let her go into a room with the girls and talk it out, right? No, that happened earlier. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, that, that happened, happened earlier. earlier. Yes. You're confused. I'm con- confused. It's okay. I can clear the scene. There's a yeah. lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Now, do they have enough to charge Blanche is the question. Well, they wouldn't charge her yet because co- that has the whole court no, thing, that's right? A, well, no. It, they would arrest her and probably well, bring her in. Well, an arrest is part of the investigative process. Mm-hmm. You can interview them if they don't invoke their right to counsel. Um, you can do other investigation. You can convene a grand jury and put evidence in front of them, and mm-hmm. then you can charge them. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that that can go. Wow. Yeah. I'm scared for Blanche. Uh, so let's see. Okay, so I went over uh, can, my my can I guess how this real investigation should have gone down? We need Did to get that? To that last scene, that pivotal scene. So yes, let's get. Uh, I also think once again it was very smart of Dorothy to have really been listening to Posey while she was talking, mm-hmm. so that she 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 noticed that Posey said that Blanche flung her nightgown onto the bed when she shouldn't have known that because. She wasn't in the room. I think it's she flung her dress. Her, she flung her, her dress onto the bed. Wow, Jim, you really pay. You are paying well, attention. Yeah. That's what I do. That's, but, but if you, what you do. If you were this detective at the end of the series and like, or at the end of the episode and like someone just kept interrupting you to be like, well, what about this? Would you just be like, yo, I'm the FBI. Sit down. Well, if you're in a fact-gathering mode, I think it's not a problem. Oh, really? So you would have welcomed Dorothy's information? Well, I would have... Interviewed all the guests. Yes, true. Separately. That's true. So you would have mm-hmm. already known. Would them. not have been out- announcing the entire investigation to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's unless fun. there was some way that I thought that I could manipulate the killer to reveal themselves <gasps> wait, by doing so. Wait, wait, wait. 
So you would use the situation of the crowd knowing that probably the killer was in the room and you would use that to then lure the killer out of his sort of or her sort of like spot and use the attention that you're doing to like get the murderer to confess. Something like that. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, the reason I think it's. That's like Whitney Houston and the bodyguard using herself to get the killer to come shoot her. And then right. Kevin Costner runs right. across the stage and they used basically her as bait. She was right. bait. Well, I, I think what, what Dorothy, the way that Dorothy brings Posey down, I think is the, is the reason why Lieutenant Alvarez shouldn't have presented everything that they knew so far to everybody mm. in the room because she was able to catch something that only a certain amount of people would know including the murderer. He definitely risked tainting the witnesses that were there. Mm-hmm. And had he not, had he gone a little further, um, he would have ruined the detail that mm-hmm. was actually used to catch the real murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that would have been a boring end of the episode, though. There's also a great line <laughs> where um, Posey says, like, that tramp killed my boyfriend. And mm. Dorothy goes, I know Blanche Devereaux, Lieutenant, and this tramp is incapable of murder. <laughs> Which great is line. great. A great line. And then, line. and then they're about to arrest Blanche, and Dorothy gets into... Um, her version of what she thinks happened. Mm-hmm. And we get into this really great murder. She wrote, this is like straight up murder. She wrote, they yeah. do the flashback with the voiceover with the same kind of music. And mm-hmm. she's like, I think I, I see now how it happened. Yeah. And then this is my favorite moment oh, in yeah. the episode Uh-oh. where Dorothy's Dorothy's just starts to, to, to say what she thinks happened. And she said, and Posey did this and, she dropped a steak knife into her purse, and we cut out of the flat of the flashback. And Sophia goes, "Big deal! I took a whole place setting." And she goes, "Not, Not now, Ma." <laughs> that is one of the most memorable moments of the I series. I thought the funniest part was at the end where she couldn't even lift up oh, her I purse. Oh, I know, I love yes. it. I love it. Oh, nice it's detail. So good. Do you steal things when you go places? No, I don't. Do really. Are you kidding me? Why? We're recording right now. He's not going to, even if he I'll did, he's not going to say I it on steal the record. everything I can at hotels, anything that's within my realm of being able to serious? steal. Do yes. you like take the hairdryer out of the bathroom? No, because they'll catch me and they'll charge me for that. But I take like all the soaps and I take well, all like, those you that's can not take. stealing. They're I giving take, you I that. take the tissue box. I take like any. Certain like, things are complimentary. Tissue boxes are not complimentary, but I take it. Why? Because it's free tissues. <laughs> Well, do you need the tissues or do you like, is this, do you like to steal? Does no, that give you a rush? I just like taking it. I like that. Well, then you, okay. Yeah. So then it's not that you so need the tissues. Klepto. Yeah. You're a klepto. Yeah. You're like when like Dorothy had before, the gambling problem. Like before we leave, I'm going to steal an Oreo. Like you're not going to know it, but I'm going to take one Oreo. Well, you just said it. Well, Spade Harlow is going to have it. something to say to you afterwards. <laughs> Lieutenant Alvarez is waiting outside for you. I don't know. I, I also love... There's Oreos sitting over there, guys. That's why I brought up an Oreo. This, this, <laughs> this moment went sort of like from, from Murder, She Wrote with Dorothy laying mm-hmm. out her theory of what happened to like a Scooby-Doo moment where, <laughs> um, where she's like, Dorothy's Bornak, you've stuck your nose in for the last time. And she goes to shoot her. <sighs> and he just, she shoots her. She, she, the bang goes off. Well, it goes... Oh, up in the air. Yeah. She doesn't, she, but Dor- the way Dorothy puts her arm up to, you know, brace herself, and it's all so dramatic. Of I course love it, it is. If a gun is pointed at you, you're going to brace yourself. And then it's all revealed to be 
a joke. Well, not a what's, joke. What's but so interesting is like that must like if a gun is pointed at you or if you think like you're going to jail, like that's a rush. That's a rush of anxiety. Like my thing at the end of this episode was everyone was like Dorothy was so calm when she realized it was all it was all a show. Like she was just like, oh, well, that was fun. A gun was just pointed at you. And she really thought probably it was a real gun. Like that would that would have me sweating. Of course it would. I mean, yeah. But, you know, just so people know, typically when somebody points a gun at you. Yeah. If you have something like a metal-cased computer, hold it up between the gun and you. Oh, really? It'll stop it? It will, to a certain degree, at least reduce how much damage it could do. But even if you just had a pillow or a napkin, holding it up in front of you, usually the shooter will try to go around it, even (sighs) though they can shoot right through it. And it's just a natural reflex. So it can help you. For a fraction of a second, while somebody else tackles the guy or yeah. the woman who's trying to shoot you. Can, so. I, wow. can I ask you? Is this is a question that isn't really related to this episode, but which is what you've been doing all night? So go right ahead. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I figure like if Carrie gets the CSI questions, I get like you know the this one. When I was a kid, I um I I, I me and my little brother we slept in bunk beds. And um, oh, I, I know top or bottom. Let's no, we're about the, we're getting to that. And so I always told him, "Oh yeah, you take the top bunk because that's where the cool kids sleep, and I'll take the bottom bunk." But when I was a kid, I was like always on the lookout for the murderer, you know. And I assumed that murderer is going to be a man most likely, and he's probably going to be tall, like five nine. And if he comes into the room, he's probably going to stab my brother first, allowing me to get out from on, on the bottom bunk, run to the next door neighbors, knock, knock, knock on the door, call the police. And I become super famous because I, I stopped at least myself from getting murdered. But my fa- part of my family's murdered. CJ's murdered. My little brother's murdered. Um, so, like... You really were that devious yeah. at that age. Do you, A, do you think... Well, that do you're you, a psychopath? Yes. No, but do you think that um, my little brother would have been actually... The top bunk would be the first to be murdered? Uh, no, I actually think that because the guy had to stand in front of the bottom bunk, he'd be blocking your exit. I would so, grab the balls and just squeeze. Really? Is that what you would do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, but... <laughs> The fact is that um, you being on the bottom probably would have been more vulnerable. Isn't that always the truth? Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) I think you were having a moment. No, that's so interesting. So my entire childhood was a lie. Well, the fact that you just admitted that your entire childhood was a manipulation of your brother who you wanted to be killed <laughs> so you could be a hero is probably even more devastating. I what, told what, the what, kind of, what answer are you I, looking for? I told that story at my brother's wedding. And on this podcast <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, 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 well, go the on. point is that you are a devious human being. Well, you got to have something in life, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. so. Can we get back to the show? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 to get back to HL and your point, which yeah. is that, it, y- yes, a lot of traumatic things happen to these. And they bounce to, back to, to so Blanche quick. And to Dorothy. I think that it's kind of mean for Kendall to have done that yeah. to his employee. And she could probably sue him. Probably for distress. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. What about the sexual harassment that preceded it? <laughs> well, she wanted that. Well, who Didn't was sexually she? harassing who? Didn't she? Blanche wanted it. Blanche yeah. wanted to sleep with them. Yeah, but what are you just doing? saying that. Sucking well, air into my teeth. What oh. she's doing is 
saying that that is a very typical line for misogynists to use when yeah. they take advantage of women. Oh, she wanted it. Well, of so course. So it's just the way you said it didn't sound very good. No, the but fact Blanche, is, Blanche, the whole episode was talking about sleeping with her boss. Yeah, she She did. wanted to sleep with her boss. There's no Why? Why? To get the job. To get the job. Yeah. And sleeping with your boss to get the job. Having to sleep with I your mean, boss to get the job. I mean, that's wrong. That is wrong. There yes. You go. But yeah. but wasn't it her at her direction that she wanted to sleep with? Like she well, was doing it. He's the one that came up to her and said, "I want to speak to see you privately." Oh. But mm-hmm. no, the, but even at the beginning of the episode, she she planned it that way, right? She was talking about that in the kitchen. She just was talking about impressing him so she could get the job. She wasn't talking mm. about sleeping with them to get it. Interesting. I didn't see it that way. I thought of her pursuing because him. Because you're misogynistic and manipulative. Just That's right. Like with That's your right. little brother. But you know what, guys? I'm still the funny one. <laughs> um, H. Allen and yes. Golden Girls audience, I'm going to blow your minds right now because I want to talk about the real mystery of this episode. Yes. Okay. What? I know I, you knew I was going to go deep with really breaking down these investigations and these quote unquote murders, yeah. but... There is a real mystery of this episode I'm about to solve. What is it? Actor Richard Rote, who played Kendall Nesmith, appeared in another episode of The Golden Girls. In season one, he played Ned Beatty in the episode In a Bed of Roses. And if you'll recall, he was the man who died in Rose's bed while they were doing it. (gasps) Now, is it possible... That the case of the Libertine Bell, this whole episode was just a dream in Rose's mind as a way to continue battling her ongoing guilt and passing off her guilt or blame to Blanche because she thinks that Blanche is a a woman more likely to kill a man in bed because Blanche kills Kendall in this episode, quote unquote, kills Kendall in this episode. But Rose kills him in another episode. And sort of like a St. Elsewhere thing. We kind of, we'll pull out, we're in the snow globe. Jim and I are literally looking at Carrie like, what? Uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> interesting theory. That, that's my theory after watching this episode. I mean, well, there it's, was. It's very good. There was one clue that might indicate that. Do you what? remember what that was? No. That it might be a dream? Yes. What? Her mother says to her when she first sees her, I was dreaming <gasps> that I was having oh, sex with Jay Leno. You're right. No, you're Jim. right. The start of the episode is That's a dream. The start of the episode. What yeah. if this is all Sophia's wow. dream actually? Oh, that just brought this full circle. Didn't it? That was wow. a good that was a great ending of an episode. There and that go. was a great opening of the episode too. Those were some funny jokes. How'd you sleep, Ma? Oh <laughs> wow. I can't imagine sex with Jay Leno. Ugh. Yeah, he's a nice of, guy. I'm sure he is, but imagine having sex with him. Why? Because that, that just, that's the point. That's <laughs> all we have. I do want to ask you one thing. Sure. Me or her? Is it Libertine Bell with an E at the end? Yeah. Yes. And what is a Libertine Bell? I mean, obviously Bell, like a Southern Bell, but what's a Libertine Oh, good bell? question. I don't know. That is a great question. Well, I'll set up the golden takeaway when you Google it. Is there a famous play or something called The Case of the Liberty Bell? I don't or, know. Google it. I don't know. You're on the Wi-Fi. That's good. We. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Hold my mic. Um, so, okay, Jim, at yes. the end of every episode, we have a golden takeaway. It's a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners based off this episode. We'll start so that you have an example. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, my well, what gold- if you take my golden? Well, then you got to think of something else, away. Jim. You're uh, the FBI profile. You got a list of golden takeaways. Uh, you've lived really? a golden takeaway. And you've, rec- you've remembered the episode remarkably well and better yes. than both of us. Better than us, which is strange. Um, and, and also, like, why are we doing this? Uh, so my golden takeaway from this episode is... I think more people should steal stuff from restaurants and hotels and stuff. I'm with Sophia. Steal the cutlery. Steal the plates. When my mother was in town she, for my bar mitzvah, we went to that, that diner at, um, at the Grove, and she totally stole the coffee cup. She drank it, and she put it in her purse. And, and you know, I completely support it. I think it's like, if you're not hurting anybody, well, then, like, steal it. How are you not hurting anybody? I mean, you're hurting the person who made the cup, whatever. No, how about the person who owned the cup that you're taking? What the business? I'm not somebody, mad at that. What if somebody did that to you and took stuff of yours just because it was there? Well, because they probably needed it. No. You, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You don't need that silverware. What's yeah. the use of having one set of silverware? From because maybe she's one of those people that is like quirky and has like lots of different types of plates and forks and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh, nothing matches. There are people like that. <laughs> what about you, Carrie? What's your golden takeaway? Oh, man. Jim, we should have you on every episode. <laughs> um, my golden takeaway from this episode is that... Uh, <laughs> is that people should go do murder mysteries weekends and really if it's if if you're interested in true crime mm-hmm. then i think it's it's to me i i get enjoyment out of out of trying to figure things out and and trying to and in learning about how the experts figure things out. What if? Which is why I'm so excited that Jim is is here today because I feel like what I'm, if you did I'm a best case a worst case murder mystery weekend? Well, my golden takeaway is to do that. Is that anybody who's listening to the sound of my voice should come to Nashville on May 4th through 6th oh. for CrimeCon 2018, <gasps> I come. which I'm hosting again. Are you? And we are going to have a murder mystery. Can I come? Experienced, immersion experience. Of course you can come. Can I be in it? I'll be the murderer. No, I'll be the murdered. Well, if you were, we would never tell the public about it now, <laughs> would we? Uh, uh, maybe. You have to learn oh. <laughs> at what point to turn to make the conversation private. Uh, if those are things you I really want. I literally have never in my life things, done anything private. Sometimes you need to just... Wait, so but if, do you need like actors in it? I mean, I could do it. We'll discuss that offline. And I know Nashville. <laughs> I I love Nashville. The show. He's talking about the show. Oh. I am. I've actually never been to Nashville, but I've been to Memphis, which is close to Nashville. It's like four hours away. Okay. Cool. I I, <laughs> I think people should should go to CrimeCon. I actually I, yeah. wanted to go. I wanted to go last year, but yeah. I was in Israel I know. When, when you I guys were either. at CrimeCon. So maybe we'll yeah. go. Maybe we'll do a special golden <gasps> assignment. What do you mean maybe? Oh, and then we go well, to Dollywood. Would you come to Dollywood with we, us? We also host the podcast row, so you can actually do a live podcast from there. Yes. Ooh. I'm into it. Yes. I'm into I'm it. I'm all about we it. We now have a issue. Why? Because there is a ghetto bird flying around. A what? It's a helicopter. It's a helicopter. They is call that, them ghetto birds. Is that, is that like an FBI term? No, it's a local term. For the fact that the LAPD, when their helicopters go up, they go in a circle around the area. They don't stay still because they don't want to get shot. And so 
they'll circle around. So what are they looking for? Well, there's probably Blanche. some kind of crime happening or something like that. Should we stay bunkered in here? I think we're fine. We should probably hang out here with you for a few more hours. No. <laughs> to, like, to like tomorrow. I could sleep on that couch. Carrie's very small, so she sleeps on the love seat. I get the couch. We also often have noises that happen in the background of our podcast. That's nothing new. It's usually a dead HL's body farting. Cat well, it's interesting <laughs> that we're me. doing a murder mystery podcast and we have the LAPD flying around right outside. Well, I mean, they know where you live. Luckily, maybe. this place is triple insulated, so yeah. it's not very loud. No, it's not so loud If at we were all. outside, it would be very loud. Yeah. In fact, the reason why... It's because of the window? It's, I have double pane windows, and only one of them looks like it's down. Oh, interesting. So that's why. Well, Jim, where can people follow you online? Well, I have a website, jimclementi.com. Mm-hmm. I also have a, a company called xgproductions.com. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Jim Clementi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am on Facebook as well. Yeah. So those are places that you can catch some stuff from me. And, and I also am in the real world. Yeah. Um, we know. We're here with I you. I do lectures around, well, I was going to say across the country, but around the world too. So yeah. I recently spoke in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Mate. Oh. Mate. Oh. Mate. Oh. I will say, in all seriousness, guys, Jim Clemente is someone to follow, especially if you're into true crime. He is so, he's so like the, the, the expert that you need on every single episode yes. of any sort listen of... to Best Case, Worst Case. Listen, listen to, to Real Crime Profile. But and also, Locked Up Abroad, too. It's another yes. podcast, I hope. Yeah. But also, XG Productions... Oh, and watch produ- the Unabomber. Uh, yes. So many things. Uh, produces so many great things, and they're so supportive of artists and, and emerging talent, and Jim is doing so many interesting different things like like even with your studio here doing music and with taps who has you know amazing youtube channel that yeah. everyone should check out you should check it out his name is taps mugadza m-u-g-a-d-z-a mm-hmm. and he is a young artist from zimbabwe and uh he was an orphan there and yeah. had nothing while mm-hmm. he grew, grew up absolutely no family no possessions and when he was 18 was turned away from the orphanage just mm-hmm. because when they get that old they just let him go and yeah. he was homeless yeah. he did amazing volunteer work for two years and ended up um that the organization he worked for uh brought him over here to study music and That's i got so him great. into music school and uh, my friends ended up adopting him and and I've been helping him with his music, and I'm producing his videos. And he's got a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. Just put in taps, he's so and we'll talented. post, we'll post one of the videos mm-hmm. on on the Ugaza. on the website when we Great. post the episode. And then well, also just for me, you've been so supportive of me and the stuff I've been doing and putting up with all my bullshit. So <laughs> I that's I appreciate that as well. well. So you should check out Jim Clemente, guys. Yeah, and I appreciate and love your friendship so that's a great thing <laughs> yay see he's nice to me sometimes <laughs> uh, and well, if we're you not guys... admitting to crimes and talking about <laughs> narcissistic yeah you know psychopathic things of you course I'm love be nice it to you. you love every minute of it <laughs> and if you guys are following along with the podcast the next episode we'll be watching is beauty and the beast which is the one with blanche's granddaughter melissa yes very exciting it's a curly great sue. episode curly sue allison yeah. porter mm-hmm. and um you guys can go to outonthelanai.com to learn more about the podcast or on facebook.com slash golden girls podcast on Twitter. We are at mm-hmm. golden girls pod. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. Still bad at branding. And if you guys are in the L.A. area on January 30th, you can come see me on Latter-day Jew Live. You can go to everything I'm at to get tickets and stuff. The show is free. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be filmed. It's going to be part of the film. You'll be on film. So uh, come. It's going to be really great. It's the Nerd Melt Theater at 8 p.m. on January 30th. And you guys can still still see my face on the IMDb show every week at imdb.com. And as always, guys, Jim doesn't know that we do this, so we'll just do it together. As always, guys, remember, stay stay golden. golden.